When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I can still remember the smell of pine needles and wildflowers that perfumed the air around her small little homestead. Like something out of Snow White, Grandma's quaint little log cabin puffing up smoke signals from the old stone chimney. It all appeared enchanting. However, the wall of woodland that encircled it was eerily still and silent, with very little light peeping through the evergreen. Up until that point in my life, I never stayed at my grandmother's. She'd always come to visit us and stay at my parents' home. But due to my folks separating and on the verge of a messy divorce, I was sent to spend some time with her whilst they work things out, whatever it was they had to work out. Upon stepping out of the car, my small converse sunk into the wet, muddy pathway and squelched their way up to the front door. The porch was covered in funny-looking dream catches and wind chimes made of crystals, adding a little more magic to the place. But still, I would have much preferred to have been at home, playing with my friends. All the negativity I had towards the place, though, it quickly dispersed as she opened the door. I remember the smell of freshly brewed tea pouring out from the kitchen behind her and wrapping around me as she hugged me tight. Her embrace was warm, like hot cocoa on a snowy winter's day, and she was quick to assure me that everything was going to be fine, that she was going to look after me, and that we were going to have so much fun. My father, on the other hand, he spared no words for me, and upon handing me over, he sped off back to battling with my mother over home ownership and custody. Grandma led me inside, and my eyes widened with wonder at the funny ornaments and old-world paintings of pixies by the lake not far from her homestead. In those days spent with her, they were my sanctuary from the constant raised voices and unpleasant screaming matches that I had suffered for years. With Grandma, there was no rows or arguments. Instead, I spent my days playing with my dolls, listening to fairy tales by a roaring log fire, and waking up to freshly cooked pancakes. I got to explore outside, too, but under her watchful gaze as she sat on the porch, knitting and humming some funny tune from times long past. There weren't many rules, but one of them was that I could not leave her sight when I was outside, and I was never to go into the woods. She was always reminding me that there were dangerous animals out there and that people had a habit of getting lost because of how densely packed it was. Her concerns were justified, as that's what happened to my grandpa, you see. He suffered from dementia, and one day he wandered off and was never found. Despite that, my gran never seemed to show her sadness, always smiling and always happy. 
For a while, things were normal, peaceful and mundane. Until one night, when I was drifting between dreams, there came a noise beckoning me awake. Tap, tap, tap. That's the noise that awoke me. Tap, tap, tap. It wasn't my heavy-handed father hammering at the door. Nor was it the calm drip of water droplets slipping from the faucet in the bathroom. The sound was gentle, yet direct, and it was coming from the window beside my bed. Turning over, I flicked the small lamp on and puckered my glasses from the bedside. I blinked once, twice, maybe three times to adjust my half-awake vision, only for my sight to be met by a surprise. Just an inch or two away from the glass, I saw her, old wrinkly face smiling from outside my window. It was my gran peering in at me. Her face was whiter than usual, a sort of papery look to it, ashen, pale and drowning in the silvery moonlight. Though most of her was shrouded in darkness, I could see her face clearly, smiling her shriveled-lipped grin. As she tapped upon the glass pane and pointed downwards in an eager motion. She was trying to get me to unlock the window, and though it seemed strange, she was my grandma, so I did what she said, like any small child would. I reached over to the window, unhooked the window's latch, and went to move it. However, when I did, the window wouldn't budge. Still, she tapped the window with her long bony fingers. I hadn't noticed how unusually long they were before that, and they seemed to have too many joints, with each digit ending in discoloured cracked nails. I tried to open the window again, but it wouldn't budge. I looked closer and noticed there were nails hammered into the window, fixing it shut. I shook my head and when I did, her smile shrank and she herself stepped away from the glass and slowly disappeared into the veil of shadows outside. My need for sleep was too great, and despite the strange behaviours of my grandmother, I just couldn't keep my eyes open, and before I knew it, I blinked and the night was gone. Like every other day, the golden rays of sun warmed my face and the sweet syrup-soaked pancakes my gran had made called to me. Walking across the oaken floorboards, I could hear her humming her funny songs and tunes whilst pouring herself a cup of tea. Weirdly, she was acting as if last night had never happened, and I was quick to notice that her fingers were different to last night. They were dainty and normal, covered in gem-studded rings. I was only half a pancake into my stacked breakfast feast when I asked her what was she doing outside last night and why she wanted me to let her in through my window. Tea sloshed over the cup edge and for a second her controlled and gingerly pouring of the hot beverage was startled. She nervously asked what I meant. I told her I tried to let her in last night but I couldn't and it wasn't my fault It was because the windows were nailed shut. Her whole demeanour changed in that moment, and the joyful tone of the homestead came to an abrupt halt. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Turning to me, she asked if I was certain I had seen her last night and that it wasn't just a dream. I nodded and I told her I was definitely awake not realising that such an answer was not welcome. Looking back now, I can see she wasn't just anxious, she was afraid. Though as a young girl, I knew not of her fears or the truth behind such a question. My grandmother stammered her next words, and her face seemed to shrink and shrivel a little as she feverishly fumbled over every sentence that came from her mouth. You must promise me you won't do anything if you see me outside at night. I sleepwalk, and sometimes I will do things that are strange. And if I ask you to let me in or to come outside, then ignore me. I will be fine if you just leave me outside. But if you let me in, or talk even, I might wake up with a fright. And that can be bad for sleepwalkers, okay? So promise me you will just ignore me if I come to your window at night. She rattled off, her voice seemingly to be almost unable to speak properly. So I did what I was told, for the most part anyway. Every night I would see my gran, tapping at each and every window of the house. She'd do silly things on the other side of the glass. She'd pull faces or make shadow puppets in the moonlight. Sometimes she liked to hide, skipping into the darker, unlit tree line, hiding behind their trunks, before jumping up from beneath the window ledge, giving me such a fright. She'd silently chuckle and belly laugh at my reactions, but then she'd always return to me, gesturing for me to open the window or to unlock one of the doors. However, other than laughing at her silly behaviour outside the window, I did as my gran told me and never let her inside. I began to get a strange feeling about my grandmother. At night, she seemed so different, and I had noticed unsettling things about her body. For instance, one night when I looked outside, I saw her hunched over, digging and scratching at the wood of the house, just below the living room window, and in a sliver of starlit radiance, I could see she was unclothed, and her emaciated skeletal body just looked wrong. Her arms and legs were way too thin and long for starters, and there was something on her back. Actually, it was a pair of things that I couldn't make out, because they were buzzed and moved too quickly for my eyes to define them. When morning would come, I'd convince myself that the strange features, the protruding spine and the wing-like things buzzing on her back, they were nothing but the dark playing tricks on my mind, or a strange dream brought on by the strange time spent at the homestead. Still, there was something off about her. She seemed quieter, and had even stopped humming during the day. 
My grand became short-tempered with me, stopped telling me fairy tales, and was quick to shut down any questions I had. Yet at night, she appeared happily dancing and performing outside, only to grow sad when I refused to let her in. I didn't want to wake her in the middle of her sleepwalking. She told me that would be bad and could be even dangerous for her health. And it seemed my grandmother was telling the truth about the sleepwalking because she always had her eyes shut when she was outside at night. And if that part was true, then I knew I had to listen to her about not trying to talk to her or let her in. On my last night I was there, though, I broke my promise. Earlier that day, I'd been playing outside with my dolls, and had lost one of my favourite ones in the grassy clearing that the homestead sat upon. We looked everywhere for her, but to no avail. Then when the night came once more, there was a tapping at my window, and I looked to see her standing there, smiling. This smile was wider than before, almost ear to ear, though I couldn't see her ears. My grandmother walked around the house and I followed her, until we got to the door and she motioned to the six individual bolts, keeping it shut tight. I shook my head and she frowned. Her smile sulked to an upside-down upset expression before revealing her hand. It was the doll I had lost. Instantly, her expression became one of delight and she grinned. She offered it to me and gestured for me to open the door once again, but I shook my head and so instead she placed the doll on the porch. Slowly she stepped back into the shadows and disappeared entirely into the night, leaving my toy just slightly out of my reach. I remember staring through the kitchen window at my favourite toy, and somewhere inside me, my foolish desire for that chunk of plastic, it overruled my grandmother's words. Though I was too small to reach the top bolts of the door, I retrieved the footstool and used that to give me some height. One bolt came quickly undone, and quietly the other slowly squeaked as its rusted metal shunted back. Then I loosened the lower bolts and took the key hanging on the wall and unlocked the kitchen door. Carefully I peeled the door open, slowly, scoping the area and making sure not to be seen by my sleepwalking gran. I was terrified of being told off for breaking the rules. Thankfully, she was nowhere to be seen, and I quickly yanked the toy from the wooden boards of the porch and rushed back inside. To be honest, however, any concern that I had of being caught disappeared when I walked past my gran's room and saw her through the partially open door. She was sleeping soundly in bed. She must have gotten through the back door and gone back to sleep, something that I was eager to do too. Tiredness took hold, and I placed my head on my pillow. In the morning, though, I did not awake to the humming of my grandmother, nor to the scent of warm pancakes with syrup. Instead, I was rudely awoken, shook back into my consciousness by my father, who had a frantic look on his face when he asked me, Where was my grandmother? I told him everything that happened, the sleepwalking, the strange behaviour at night, 
and he decided to call the police. To the best of my ability, I recounted the previous night's events, explaining how my grandmother was outside and how I saw her disappear into the woods. Despite officers assuring us that she would be found, an awful sense of dread filled my heart when my father told them that the kitchen door was unlocked when he came in. This was all my fault. Because of my urgency to avoid being told off or caught breaking my grandmother's rules, I had forgotten to lock the door behind me. Without hesitation, I interrupted their conversation and I admitted my guilt. I told them that I had left the door unlocked, but that my grandmother was in bed when I walked back to my room. My dad looked confused and asked how she could have been in bed if I had saw her outside only moments before that. The penny dropped finally, and even in my naive young mind, I understood what had been happening. My grandmother didn't sleepwalk. There were two people who looked the same one inside the house with me, and one outside in the woods at night. I tried to tell them that I might have let someone in, that my grandmother had a twin outside, but who would believe such a thing, especially from such a confused little girl who was probably just dreaming or overcome with worry for her gran? They never did find her. Another victim of undiagnosed dementia just like my grandfather before her. My father's gone now too, and I've inherited my grandmother's homestead through his will. I truly believe that as an adult, coming back here would help, that it would bring me some sort of closure to the whole thing and help me make sense to it all. Yet, I'm left with more questions now. For every night, I am awoken. Not by my grandmother knocking at the window, no. Now when I look up and gaze through the thin window pane, I see myself, pale-faced, smiling and always gesturing to be let in. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.